Welcome to the Chatham County Schools Notebook. I'm John McCann, Public Relations Coordinator for Chatham County Schools. I'm at Virginia Cross Elementary School in Siler City, where Maddie Alsup has been recognized as a 2019 Exceptional Children Educator of Excellence. The North Carolina Department of Public Instruction is bestowing that honor on an educator in every traditional school system in the state, among other educational entities. Now, to earn the award, educators have to be recognized as leaders in service to his or her school or school system through innovative instructional programs or methodologies that have demonstrated positive outcomes for students with disabilities. Now, there will be a grand presentation in November when all of the honorees gather for the state's conference on exceptional children. But doing the honors here at Virginia Cross is Mr. Melvin Diggs. He's the executive director of Exceptional Children and Academically or Intellectually Gifted Programs. Whew, that's a long title, but it's a big job. So far, Mr. Diggs, you appear to be up to the task. So we're just getting in, and um, this is month number seven for me. And what I've tried to do in the first seven months is to make assessments of the different programs, um, get to know my staff, um, get to know what our needs are as well as our strengths and be able to develop uh, strategic plans in both areas for both programs. Now, for the sake of this conversation, we're going to refer to exceptional children with the acronym EC. And many listening to this have have heard academically or intellectually gifted referred to as AIG. Now, EC and AIG, Mr. Diggs, what are we talking about? So EC is uh, a federally mandated program that uh, helps students with disabilities um, that require services that uh, require specially designed instruction. In other words, um, it's a program that for students with disabilities that impact their educational performance or adversely impacts their educational performance um, has the ability to receive additional services that hopefully provide the educational and and or social emotional needs pieces to be able to instruct them and be able to help them move forward in their educational process. When we talk about AIG, we're talking about a program in which students are recognized for their abilities um, academically or intellectually um, based on IQ and several other different measures that allow those students to have enriched curriculum to be able to uh, move faster in the curriculum and move forward um, in their educational learning. So it's really two polarized ends of the same spectrum. Most kids and probably particularly their parents don't mind having AIG associated with their names. I mean, who wouldn't like to be viewed as academically or intellectually gifted? But EC, Mr. Diggs, I mean, we used to call it special education when I was in school. Does that label get a bum rap? I think that it does because the truth of the matter is we have um, in our school system, we have students that have what we consider both categories, AIG and EC. Um, and so what we really should be talking about, rather than trying to stigmatize a child, we should be looking at their complex needs and trying to fulfill those needs with any type of programming or support that they're eligible for. And so when I think about EC, I think about the fact that a student could easily have a high IQ, but their social and emotional needs may be such that they need additional support. Vice versa, I also think about students who may not be have the AIG level uh, label or have an IQ that would make them eligible for that, but they still have needs as well, and they're working amongst typical students who do not have those needs. So we're trying to absolutely accentuate what they do, fill in those gaps so that they're able to progress through the general curriculum. So it sounds like you're saying, listen, let's remove the stigma associated with this label, EC, and let's just be about the business of helping 
kids and meeting them where they are. Absolutely. That that's the goal of 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 EC and AIG. That's the goal of what the policies were in place for 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 both of those situations. And certainly certainly it's not to stigmatize a child, but it's actually to provide them the assistance that's necessary to fill any deficits or any um, type of acceleration that's needed um, via curriculum and via services and support. And, and did I hear you right? My child could be labeled as AIG and EC. Absolutely. That's a possibility. We have students like that in this district and across all the other uh, LEAs and districts that are in North Carolina. It's the same type of situation. Again, um, it's really based on their needs by way of assessment and by way of what we're seeing as far as their performance in the educational setting. Is it up to the parents to initiate that or do the teachers reach out to the parents if they see concerns with the student? So in both programs, it certainly can be a combination of it could be the parents, it could be um, the teacher at school, um, it could be a reading specialist, it could be um, a teacher that sees that a child is doing exceptionally well and, and seems not engaged in the curriculum and therefore may need acceleration. Um, so it could be any of those combinations of, of people. So the bottom line is if a parent has some concerns, just reach out. Absolutely. The, the main goal, especially for EC and AIG, is if a parent has concerns, the first level of communication should be with that general education teacher. They should be talking with them and, and talking in, in reference to whatever deficits or difficulties the student may be having. Or it may be the fact that they're talking about, wow, our, our, your child is really moving forward in the curriculum, um, doesn't need assistance, and as a matter of fact, seems probably less engaged. And so you're having that kind of conversation with parents. So again, it could be a conversation on both ends but the first the first point of contact needs to be that teacher and the, then the next point of contact of course is the local school administrator that's in the building those two people should be able to talk about options for students to be able to talk about different programming that's available for students and then be able to articulate to parents what next steps may be mr diggs you're a busy guy i appreciate your time sir absolutely thank you so much for your time i appreciate it i'm john mccann and this has been the chatham county schools notebook our partnership with wnca a AM 1570.